Holy cow, it's party time, Mom. You either party or you don't, baby. That's right. You either party or you don't. We're partying. It's a wild and wacky Wednesday here in the Mothership, which is Studio 22. Puppet Master Mark flying us into the nether regions along with Candace, his queen. I love it. America, still racist. Everything. Everything. Still racist. Every day. Going to take you into a little history today. I'm going to show you some wild and wacky stuff that's going on right now. We're going to combat it with history, Steve. Okay. History. We're going to slap it in the face with history. You mean you're going to combat racism with history? That and some of the current cultural trends that want to make you feel bad for being you. Okay. For instance, you were born white, and that, my friend, is a problem. So, mm-hmm. so far, Did you hear Puppet Master over there? He just he heard me preach, and he said, "Mm-hmm." Well, mm-hmm. some people would say that's not a problem. Well, apparently, they would say I had privilege. You do have privilege, so so you're okay with your privilege. Yeah, I, yeah. my privilege comes from above. It has nothing to do with my skin right color. On, go on, preach. I will. We're gonna turn to attend to church. That's right. We we can attend church today. Look at this shirt I'm wearing. I wonder how many people don't have that shirt the chad prather show that's iconic son i have one shop.blazemedia.com the chad prather collection get it bam stew's got a shirt that i like off of his pen nancy pelosi sucks he's yeah. got a, he's got a signature nancy pelosi sucks i saw that shirt i think that's a fantastic I shirt i keep looking for my page on the blaze shop and there's, yeah, there's yeah. no party fausty maybe you're just not as shirts. capitalistic as the rest of us are no, no i'm always encouraging people to spend their money though invest in the economy yeah. go to places like watchchad.com where all the fun stuff is there we go prather2022.com people say how can you continue selling apparel and t-shirts and run for governor well i got a business yeah i got a business and that pays me so it pays steve That's yeah the whole deal. so keep doing uh, that. it's what it's all about but man i am free i am loving this freedom still not wearing underwear still not wearing socks just chilling just hanging out, man. I'm officially into, I wear shorts every single day. Yeah. I hadn't put pants on and It's 137 degrees outside in Texas. My dry cleaner is going to be mad because I haven't brought him any jeans. Yeah. I got it. Well, yeah. And I got a pile of crap that needs to go. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to wear it. That's the whole deal. I did the show. The, we did the show last week. Shout out to Wine Review down to Lake Jackson, Texas. It was an outdoor show packed out on that patio, dude. And when I was done, I was so wet. I was so soaked. I was so drenched. It was just dripping off of me. It was nasty. I saw it. And I was having to hold the microphone a certain way so I wouldn't get electrocuted. <laughs> I'm like, Jesse Payton. I thought I saw some sparks up there. I didn't know what that was. Like, Jesse Payton, what is wrong with you booking these outdoor venues? But we're doing it, man. Then we were at the Texas Ski Ranch in New Braunfels or San Marcos, whichever it is. Yeah. Cool little venue. A lot of people showed out. Um, Let Jesse Payton go last in the show. Maybe the last time we ever do that. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. People were like, once you were done, they were. Well, it wasn't that. It was just Jesse can be a little strong. Yeah. A little strong. Uh, But anyway, we had fun. The lady walked out and she said, Well, we always have people that walk out. That's just disgusting. Yeah. And it's like, no, he's just funny. Yeah. It's not for everyone. It's unapologetic, though. So. We're, I, you know, but I, I was, I was, you know, I appreciate our audience, right? And I, and I try to be very selfish with our audience and protect them 
and make sure that they get a good, fun show. Now, me, I've always erred on the side of diversity. Like, I, I love to give other people that are talented, funny, musicians, comedians, whatever, an opportunity to come out. Because you don't know. I mean, these folks, they might not ever get an opportunity to, to be in front of certain audiences. That's right. I mean, you allow me the opportunity to come in here every day and well, sit I, I like and, for everybody to get the exposure. Yeah. And they do with it what they want to do with it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm also being real careful these days because we're, we're kind of changing the way we're doing shows. We're going to be making some changes here in the days to come. Um, and I want to make sure that people, if they come to see me, they come to see me, right? Yeah. And we take care of that. We try to be very clear if it's going to be me and the ragamuffins, me and Jesse Payton, whatever. But uh, anyway, uh, you can come see me and Shelly Luther on a campaign stop at the True Texas Project in Cypress, Texas at the uh, VFW Lodge there, um, and VFW Hall there in Cypress, Texas. Going to be there Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. And then Saturday night, going to be in Burleson, Texas, Lone Star Cafe with the Ragamuffins without Ben. Benless. We're Benless. Uh, so no fiddle in the band. It is uh, Sunday, fun day. We're going to be at Southern Junction, Roy City, Texas. And then next week, going to be down on the border. And what I want to do, Candice, is I want to film some clips, if we can, while I'm down on the border. It'll be some rough footage, but I want to bring the videos back and be able to share with the audience uh, week after next. Maybe, maybe a little bit next Thursday, we'll see. Um, but, you know, we're going to pre-record some episodes for the first of the week. I'll be down on the border. And we'll, uh, I want to share with you guys some of, the, some of my take of what I see. I think you ought to grab Elijah Schaefer and give him a phone to go record stuff on. Just shove him towards the border. I'm not taking Elijah Schaefer anyway. <laughs> Come on now. I never know when the FBI is going to jump up from behind a bush. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, let's sell something and go to a break. Uh, here's a tip. Next time you grill up a couple of steaks, pop open a bottle of Extreme Altitude Malbec wine. That's right. These remote vineyards in Argentina are located up around 9,000 feet, and when these vintners aren't making wine, they're herding cattle. So they know a thing or two about barbecue and beef and steak. Uh, that's what these Malbecs are for, folks. So as soon as you open the bottle, you're going to experience delicious notes of blackberry, leather, smoke, and a little dark cherry. You're also getting less sugar, less chemicals and additives, and 10 times more resveratrol, which is a powerful longevity booster. Uh, I love this wine. It's fantastic. And you know I love the red meat, guys. Uh, it actually helps it taste better, and it actually helps you digest it better. The Smallbeck wine is ready for you. The guys over at CowboyWines.com just got a special shipment of these wines in. They got the one Malbec from the third highest vineyard in the world, grown at 8,950 feet in the sky. Visit CowboyWines.com today. They'll give you 50% off the wine, 50% off shipping. That shipment is going to run out quick, as they all do. Visit CowboyWines.com. CowboyWines.com. We'll be right back. You know, uh, Greg Abbott's down there building the wall, and there's a, there's a meme that's out right now, a little <laughs> poll. How is Greg Abbott... Uh, uh, or I should say, how is President Biden handling the border crisis? And of course, it's a thing for Greg Abbott of what he's doing. I just want to remind everybody that uh, Greg Abbott rejected Donald Trump's request for a disaster declaration to start building the wall. But now, now he's all about it. Um, yeah. Crazy stuff that's going on. So I posted a video that stirred the pot. People said, oh boy, you, were, you really you use language. I was yes, pissed off. I was did. mad. I was, I was upset. I was, I was angry. 
I was angry because of several things that were coming my way, and, and people want to they want to keep playing you know footsie with the with the regime. You know they want to keep on talking about uh, the status quo, and they want to talk about change, but they don't really want change. They're scared of change. I you know I've said I've said my entire adult life that nobody likes change. No, they don't. They don't like change. Even babies don't like to be changed. They cry. Yeah. They want to be changed until you start changing them. And then they start flinging poo and pissing on everything. You ever notice that? <laughs> yep. Wake them up in the middle of the night. You know, they're like, they're wearing a 30-pound diaper. I've changed a few of them. Yeah, and, and they want it. They don't feel good. They want the change. But it, when it's time to change them, they start screaming. <laughs> Cold air hits. And then usually after you get them changed, they calm down a little bit. The change process, the growth process, is never an easy thing. I've always said that living things grow and growing things change and changing things challenges. Yeah, they do. Living things grow. Growing things change, changing things challenges. When I was a baby, people liked to kiss my feet. But living things grow and growing things change. Ain't nobody kissing nobody your feet. Nobody wants to kiss my feet now. Changing things challenge us. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to kiss a baby's feet. Nobody wants to kiss an adult's feet. Yeah. Well, I wonder why that is. Yeah, because we walk through all kinds Ugh. of things, right? They just get nasty. Back of your heel looks like a dead armadillo been laying in the middle of the asphalt blowing up for three days. Ready to explode like 80 grit sandpaper just kicking up dust. You got that one toenail on your toe that looks like a tortilla chip that got left in the fire too long. And now it's been dipped in queso and just left there to just rot. And you can't even see your toes anymore. And boys, we get a belly stuck out. We can't even want to look below our belt. We don't even know what our feet look like. Ugh. Nasty. Nasty. But we don't want to change nothing. Don't want to change nothing. So I posted a little video. I jumped in the truck. Because that seems to be where people listen to me. Yeah. It's where I can collect my thoughts and talk fast. And uh, this is one of those videos that I want to share with our listening and viewing public. You ready? Here we go. I had to pull over so I can get this off my chest because I'm a little bit pissed off. More than a little <laughs> bit. A lot pissed off. I'm working hard to do something significant for the state of Texas. I put a lot on the line. No, it's not a publicity stunt. Nobody wants or needs this type of publicity. It's definitely not a ploy for personal gain. That's impossible. I'm trying to prove that the average citizen can use their voice to make a difference. Now, people tell me I'm not doing any good, can't do any good. You know why? Because you don't have a background in holding office. You don't have billionaire backers to help make your state better. Isn't that right? Apparently, that's exactly what you got to have because apparently the entire political system is a good old boy network of bought and paid for favors and a menagerie of who's who at the tippy top of the club. You know what that leads to? It leads to the status quo, the status freaking quo. You do the same thing over and over again and miraculously you expect to have some different results. You can't afford your taxes in the state of Texas. Some dude with face tattoos and fentanyl's running a gang crush a ranch every day. Parents can't parent. They can't choose their schools. Eight-year-olds can still get their genitals lopped off. Lobbyists can funnel in millions of dollars for special interests in the political war chest. We got no idea if our votes are even effing counting anymore. We got a 50-year-old pudding, addle-brained career politician in the White House that deserves to be put out in the pasture eating a blue plate special before he goes to bed at 4 p.m. And a bunch of state politicians that miraculously now have decided it's time to start sounding conservative because an election year is rolling around. They call that bullshit, folks, and in the end, it screws the average man. You know, the hardworking trailblazing man or woman that's busting their ass to keep their heads above water while the executives you elected heads to another cocktail party to raise more money to keep himself in power? Bull! 
I wake up every day and ask myself, why in the hell am I doing this? I live a good life. I've worked hard. I've made myself happy. I've got a lot of fun going on. Why in the hell am I going to destroy my life by living under the scrutiny of a magnifying glass that's held by people that don't understand civics or how a primary election works and thinks that living with a non-conservative political placeholder in office is okay? I'm doing it because I care, folks. I'm doing it because I believe in the greatness of America and in the greatness of Texas. I'm doing it because I believe in the common man's ability to control his future. I'm doing it because Marxist organizations and weaponized ideologies are taking over and everything in sight. I'm doing it because you can't even watch a football game or a kid's cartoon network without being bombarded with hyper-sexualized agendas that are being crammed down our throats every day. I'm doing it because progressives, they've got their election plans and strategies worked out through 2060, and we're busy playing patty cake with them, these impotent, pasty-ass country club millionaires that think it's their turn to hold office. I'm doing it because I'm pissed off, and you should be pissed off too. You're not better off than you were seven years ago because the current governor got elected in Texas. He didn't make a difference in your life. He hasn't made a difference in anything. Talks a good game when it's time to get reelected. Look, if you're mad enough to donate to me and support me, then do it because you believe the system and the future is in trouble. Otherwise, stick with what you got. Be happy you got what you wanted. Don't complain one more time after election day. It's what you wanted and you deserve it. Praether2022.com is where I am and I welcome your support and your donations. I'm down to the wire in so many ways, folks. It matters to me and I want it to matter to you. I'm doing my part. The rest is up to you guys. I'll be out here fighting for Texas. I'm out here fighting for you. You know why? Because you are me and you are Texas. I love y'all. God bless you. I had to get it off my chest. Praytherr2022.com. You do with it what you want. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, you I was fired, fired up. up. You were fired up. Son, I was spitting it off. I wanted to be like Clark Griswold and go, holy shit, where's the time and all? <laughs> <laughs> all right. That must have been the video that I saw somebody commented yeah. about using bad words. Yeah. That yes. was the one. Yeah. Fired up. But we do. We have ideologies, man, that have been weaponized against us. We're playing, we're playing footsie with the status quo, and you keep on, you know, patty caking with politicians and millionaire people, and they, they just they can't relate. They can't relate. Yeah. You know what it's like to have seven dollars and fifty eight cents in your bank account, and it's Thursday, and you got to get to Monday. You know what that's like. Yeah. You know what that's like. I got to get further than that. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. I mean, and, and, and look, I'm all for the American dream, and I'm not saying I'm not anti-rich guys, so to speak. I'm not any, but man, my gosh, these oh, guys. I'm for all for everybody I'm, making as much money as they possibly it, can. Make a billion go dollars. You go do it. I want everybody to do it. I really do. But but this whole thing of saying, oh well, you, I had somebody sent me a message, and I won't say who because it would get them in trouble. They said, hey, you know, if Chad is your friend, tell him to get out of this because he doesn't have a chance. And all he's doing is just messing things up. Well, good. It's That's that what I want to do. That, it's that mentality is yeah. why we are where we are. Yeah. We've stayed that way, and we're going to continue yeah. to stay that way until that mentality changes. Right. You think you think there's a job I want to do? Yeah. My they, gosh, this is something you have to do because at some yeah. point in time you got to say enough is enough. And that's what separates what I see. What separates you from the other people running right now? They want to be politicians. I guess. No, I. I guess I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I can't. I can't judge the intentions of their heart. I don't know. I, I don't know about their heart. I've Everybody's seen what it looks their, like yeah. from a guy, just a regular guy, regular person, yeah. and uh, it, including our friend Alan West. When I look at it and see he was down in Florida. Came to Texas, started running for stuff, and here he is running for governor. Nothing against that, but I just feel like he wants to be a politician. 
Yeah, and I mean to each their own. That's their thing. Uh, you know, I'm friends. Like, I'm friends with all those guys. I don't know enough about him. I'm friends with all those guys. You know, yeah. I, and, and again, I, I trust everybody's intentions are good. That's fine. But but at the end of the day, I, I want to be able to go out and tell my jokes. I want to be able to go out and sing my songs. I want to go out and hang out with everybody, have a good time, and use your fun. curse words every now and then. Every now and then, bust one off. You know. Yeah. I, I want to be able to do those kind of things. Well, I think it, that's and that's and I think it's normal. But I, but I should, love. I love this country and I love this state, right? And so, you know, I'm taking the heat for it. I'm taking the heat for it. And when I talk about politicized ideologies, can you slap up that uh, workbook there, the little questionnaire workbook thing? This is a little thing that uh, you got to take a little moment to learn about this land you reside in. This is a little journal that helps you understand your white privilege, helps yeah. you understand that you're racist, okay? So uh, it, here's the thing. <laughs> you got to write down... Where I live is currently called, and then the indigenous groups who call this land home is R. The land was originally called. You fill that in. Some things I'd love to know more about the <laughs> land I live on. And then go to the next one. Uh, write down if you know the race and ethnicity of the people in your life, and you can do this with your other social identities too. I am blank. My family members are blank. My closest friends are blank. My neighbors on our block are blank. My doctor is blank. My dentist is blank. This is talking about how diverse is your universe. First of all, if you're stupid enough to write that down and put it on paper, that you're basically taking a quiz to discover just how racist you are. Yeah. You're stupid. You're not just racist. You're stupid. My, I, I, it's kind of my doctor is what board certified <laughs> it's like what I, like <laughs> what what was the name uh, of that book the anti-racist journal that's ooh. where we're at so we, so it's being politicized i mean you you are being villainized i mean we're incentivizing this level of stupidity at this point marketing it to the masses and people are doing this yeah uh, and that's where critical race theories you know comes in and being taught in schools now it's been my understanding about 12 states have already said no it's not coming into yeah, our school system it. gotta stop it if you how long is that clip do we have time to play the little clip of a girl who's like all excited about the flashcards or whatever where she's where she's like feels like she's playing the game do you have that one where it's a, hey, she's like kids she's get excited to play a ouija board but, but it don't but matter I mean, no, it's, it's a, a lady this is yeah. a grown ass oh, okay. person Who's looking at this thing? She's about to go through this thing. She feels like I'm. I feel like I'm discovering myself. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, play it. Here we go. There are subscription boxes for everything these days: twee menswear, makeup, dog toys, and now two women are hoping a box delivered once a month can alleviate white guilt. <laughs> but as Evan McMorris Santoro discovered, it won't come cheap. White but woke. Bera Elman is a rabbi and professor of Jewish studies who lives in Park Slope, Brooklyn. Bera's holiday gift haul this year includes something for herself, the safety pin box, a new monthly subscription service designed to wake up white people to the realities of being black in America. Plans start at $25 and go all the way up to 100 a month. Bam. Okay. Capitalist. Are you getting that feeling of like unboxing, that exciting feeling of like a gift? Well, it's, it's not so much of it as a gift, but it's kind of exciting that it's... I feel like I'm getting ready to learn, like, I don't know, Mission Impossible, like what my job is supposed to be, you know? <laughs> the safety pin is the Make America Great Again hat for white people who want to show the world they didn't vote for Trump. After an election that progressives believe hinged on racism, 
The safety pin is meant to display that the wearer is a safe white person. The trend quickly became commercialized. Now you can find designer safety pins online for over $300. Yeah. Organizers Marissa Johnson and Leslie Mack think they can use all this white guilt for good and capitalize on it at the same time. So I was talking with our marketing consultant and she suggested that we add some other content to the different subscription levels. So they created the safety pin box. The plan is to make some profit while also giving grants to black women activists. Yeah. Why not to white women just, activists? Well, I mean, it's just, well, they're getting a safety pin. Okay. With boxes from 25 to $100. Uh, so they get their little note cards or whatever. And how long before, like Patrice Carruthers, are they buying, uh, you know, in the Hollywood Hills, buying mansions, <laughs> $1.5 million houses in white neighborhoods? Oh, boy, how stupid we have become. Yeah. We have dumbed it down. It makes me wonder how many subscriptions they're selling i want to put we need to do a safety pin we need to do a box we need to do a box but ours wouldn't be a safety pin no we could do something else i mean there's wild ideas we could come up with yeah but like i mean how many safety pins can you collect 350 dollars safety pin necklace i gotta put my kids to work yeah sweat it out kids we gotta we gotta wear plated or something no it's just safety pins we got a warehouse let's put some kids to work speaking of capitalism let's sell something candace I like this idea. Hey, what if I told you that you could improve your health, boost energy, and support a healthy heart in less than two minutes per day? Field of Greens is unlike any other superfood because it uses real USDA organic fruits and vegetables packed with antioxidants. Field of Greens can support heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, digestion, plus it's pre and probiotic. Great for everybody in the family, old, young, even your athletes. Making Field of Greens part of your daily routine, super simple. Just put one scoop in a glass of water, stir it, stir it up, drink it, you're done. Unlike other nutritional drinks, which only rely on one vegetable, Field of Greens is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, plus green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. Go to BrickHouseChad.com, get 15% off your first order with promo code CHAD, I spell it CHAD, at checkout, that's BrickHouseChad.com. It is the easiest and fastest way to start living a healthier life. It's available in the original flavor, wild berry, now lemon lime. Maybe one day they'll have the safety pin flavor. I don't know. Go to BrickHouseChad.com. BrickHouseChad.com. Use promo code CHAD. Be woke. We'll be back. Perfect idea. The redneck box. We'll call it red box. You're welcome. I think that's been taken. Yeah. Red box. I think it has to. Damn it. I, what would we put in our around, redneck though? box? What? Red box still around? Yeah, I think okay. so. Uh, who, who gets a DVD anymore? <laughs> I don't know, man. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that still do those kind of things. Um, <laughs> rednecks. Uh, yeah, rednecks. <laughs> yeah. Rednecks. Okay. Still got the v- My mama still got the VHS tapes, yeah. man. She got the VCR and the whole thing. I don't even know if we have a DVD player still hooked up in our house at all. You know what I've got? I've got a box uh, in my garage of CDs. My truck doesn't even have a CD player. Yeah. Crazy. I hadn't even thought about it. I think our car still has one. Yeah. I got, what would we put in our redneck boxes? Like a monkey (laughs) wrench? I don't know. You could put some uh, hair nets in there. We could put some white rain. Uh, We could put some roofing nails. 
It wouldn't matter what you put in it. It would be racist. You could throw a black tire. Like you see, doesn't have to matter. I mean, like with one month, you get a just a rubber tire, and that's to throw up on your roof to hold it down. Yeah. You know, hold the metal down. Uh, there could be. Um, there could be a, a, a wash, washing machine for your front yard. <laughs> blocks be. to put your truck yeah, up we on. Could have, we yeah, we could send them some, some cement blocks. That gets heavy on the postage, though. Yeah. Yeah. We need to, we need to come up. We need to think we smaller. a little small, real small stuff. Like a little gold tooth that you put on your front. Yeah. Right there. Maybe so. Or maybe a little partial that go where your hole is. <laughs> There's all kind of things we could do, man. Uh, that's, that's, we're thinking. We're thinking. I had no idea we were going to get as much uh, traction as we did from uh, our retirement plan episode we did several weeks ago. A lot of people came up with some good retirement plans. I thought we were going to get in trouble. Uh, but uh, I want to give you guys a little history again. Go back to the American story. David and Tim Barton, our friends and, uh, at Wall now, Builders. Now, history's told by the winners, right? Tends to be. Okay. Tends to be. Uh, but we just celebrated our independence, July the 4th. And, of course, the, the writing and the adoption of the Declaration of Independence, which announced... That the signers, remember down at the bottom, they had all the signatures down there, the big John Hancock and then the rest that most have forgotten. Uh, the, uh, they pledged, quote, our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Uh, today, most Americans do not know the price paid or the personal risk each faced. These men were not thinking they would someday be famous for signing the declaration. Rather, they thought they would be targeted and likely executed. Now, I was thinking about that over the weekend is you realize when those guys wrote or signed the Declaration of Independence, they understood that they were signing their own death warrant. Yeah. They, they were giving up everything. And when John Hancock wrote, you notice his name's bigger than everybody else's. That's why we talk about a John Hancock being symbolic of a signature, because he wanted to make sure, in his words, that King George, uh, or as he referred to him as John Bull, King George could read it without his spectacles. He could read it without his glasses. He said he can read my name without spectacles and may now double his reward of 500 pounds for my head, which was $100,000 today. Uh, he added, we must be unanimous. There must be no pulling different ways. We must all hang together. Now, when he, when he meant hang together, he meant yeah. hanging. Every signature on there right? was ready to hang for the country. Right. So Benjamin Franklin responding with his charis characteristic wit reportedly agreed, yes, we must indeed all hang together. Or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately. Benjamin Rush, Rush sorry, uh, reminisced years later to fellow, fellow signer John Adams about what took place the day they signed. He said, do you re recollect the pensive and awful silence which pervaded the House when we were called up one after another to the table of the President of Congress to subscribe what was believed by many at the time to be our own death warrants. The silence and the gloom of the morning was interrupted, I well recollect, only for a moment by Colonel Harrison of Virginia, who said to Mr. Jerry, a very small man at the table, I shall have a great advantage over you, Mr. Jerry, when we are all hung for what we are doing. From the size and weight of my body, I shall die in a few minutes, but from the lightness of your body, you will dance in the air an hour or two before you are dead. <laughs> the speech procured a transient smile but it was soon succeeded by the solemnity with which the whole business was conducted uh the uh one historian um uh, the uh 
They realized that in the words of a noted historian, history was strewn with the bones and blood of freedom fighters. Nine signers of the Declaration of Independence died of wounds or hardship during the Revolutionary War. Five were captured or imprisoned, in some cases with brutal treatment. The wives, sons, and daughters of others were killed, jailed, mistreated, persecuted, or left penniless. One was driven from his wife's deathbed and lost all his children. The houses of 12 signers were burned to the ground. 17 lost everything they owned. Every signer was prescribed as a traitor. Everyone was hunted. Most were driven into flight. Most were at one time or another barred from their families or homes. Most were offered immunity, freedom, rewards, their property, or the lives and release of loved ones to break their pledged word or to take the king's protection. Their fortunes were forfeited. But their honor was not. No signer defected or changed his stand throughout the darkest hours. Their honor, like the nation, remained intact. Uh, most people don't even know the names of those signers. They don't yeah. know most of the names. Um, the uh, Thomas Nelson of Virginia reported to Thomas Jefferson in January 1777. He said, our little friend Francis Hopkinson has suffered greatly by these freebooters, which were British plunderers. They have destroyed all his furniture, cabinet of curiosities, and his fine harpsichord, which I am told is the best that ever came to America. Uh, old Reverend John Witherspoon was, has not escaped their fury. They have burnt his library. It grieves him much that he has lost his controversial tracts, which were his writings on theological debates. He would lay aside the cloth, his minister's robes, to take revenge of them. I believe he would send them to the devil if he could. I'm sure I would. These are real people. These are real people dealing with real hardship. And most, most of them have been forgotten. Uh, they've been overlooked um, by, by history. John Adams reminded the younger generation of his day. He said, posterity, you will never know how much it cost the present generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make a good use of it. If you do not, I shall repent in heaven that I ever took half the pains to preserve it. it, that's strong. Mm -hmm. That is strong. And I'll tell you, you're like, well, just a bunch of white guys setting up a country to oppress everybody else so we can now take our little deal and get our safety pins and show that we're safe white people and, and all of this kind of it, this. When I read the words like that, it pisses me off that that's we've forgotten our history and and the things that were were you're like, well, there's just a bunch of white guys. What about the black folks? Well, I'll remind you that Prince Whipple. Uh, who accompanied uh, George Washington in the legendary Christmas Day crossing of the Delaware uh, on the front of the boat with the oar, you know? He was black. Uh, Wentworth Cheswell, who in 1768 was elected to office in New Hampshire, was reelected for 49 years. Uh, he made a Paul Revere-like ride. Uh, Salem Poor was a decorated soldier in the Battle of Bunker Hill, also fought at Saratoga and Monmouth, uh, Monmouth and endured the devastating winter at Valley Forge. He was black. Crispus Attucks, of course, was one of the first fatalities of the Boston Massacre. Peter Salem uh, was a decorated he he uh, hero from the Battle of Bunker Hill. Prince Easterbrook was a Minuteman uh, wounded in Lexington. Jack Prince Sisson, who played a key part in a daring and dramatic secret mission that set a precedent for today's Special Forces operation, black. Uh, James Armistead was America's first double spy, black. Uh, and on and on it goes. On and on it goes. You can read their histories in right here. Tim and David have done, Barton have done such a fantastic job of that forgotten history of looking at that. These like are the kind that. of things. And these were the men who, who, who heard those words of John Adams, read the words of Thomas Jefferson, and realized that not only they didn't sign it, but they pledged their lives nonetheless, nonetheless for, for independence.
That's the stuff this country's built on, man. But let's make sure we take a little, little, put our little notepads out there and talk about who yep. our neighbors are. Mm-hmm. The diversity. Yeah. We shall hang together or we will most definitely hang separately. I mean, it, as a country, we're an infant. In the grand scheme of things of history, yes, we, we are. We are an infant. Yeah. We've, uh, in 150 years, we came from slavery yeah. to not. Yeah. And, and also the least racist country on the planet absolutely the least with capitalism that has raised more out of poverty than any other economic system in the history of the world no question about it there's no place with more opportunity more liberty more freedoms in america do we have our problems absolutely we have our problems because we have our people and where there's people there are problems those are the issues but man it, this all this rhetoric and all this nonsense there's i don't me see anybody fleeing america to go somewhere else better Nobody. Where else are you going to go? I said that, you know, Colonel, Colonel Allen West and I were on, on the News and Why It Matters the other day, just last week. And, and I said, where else are you going to go but America? You don't like America? You can leave. But where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Where else are you going to go? Because I'm telling you, wherever there's people, there's problems. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the history right there. And, and no matter how noble the idea may be, where there's people, people are going to screw things up. Yeah. You're going to have problems. You got, and, and, you know, we talk about redneck boxing. I've been all over this world, man. Redneck is everywhere. Yeah, it is. I've seen, I've seen the different manifestations of duct tape from Nigeria to Honduras to <laughs> Southeast Asia. Man, I've seen it in use, baby. Craziness. Mm-mm-mm. Insane. So, uh, you know, folks have got to get it back together, man. Uh, this, wear, your, wear your little safety pin if that's what makes you happy, if that's what makes you feel woke and aware. But your woke topia is going to devour you. There's no question about it. You can't continue on like that. Stand for something noble. By God, stand up and fight for something. Don't just use the lip service and say you believe these things, because if you're not willing to fight for the things you believe in, then it is nothing more than utter nonsense and futile. It's stupid. So just keep your mouth closed. If you don't believe it, just keep your mouth closed and move on into the into the world uh, of, of the cesspool of history where nobody will remember you, because God knows the people who did something great, nobody remembered them either. But we're going to keep fighting anyway. Y'all hang tight. We'll be right back. Man, oh man. But we're just getting started with the nonsense, too. Because the world's gone crazy. Uh, I'm going to play you a clip from 2018. Now, I want y'all to, if you, if you tuned out, I want you to tune back in. I want you to listen to this. This is from 2018. I, I want you to listen to the gobbledygook. Just how far down into the cesspool of somebody's mental uh, machinations uh, of their, the way they think the world is set up and the way it's established and the way they think you ought to operate Mark, please play this clip. Because you have this notion of original sin. It's a, it's a sin that can never be, uh, never be totally redeemed. Everyone is born with it. And uh, white guilt is, is kind of analogous to that because it can't, you can't get rid of being, once you're white, you're white your whole life. <laughs> Barring any transracial you know, surgery. There you go. You, you just are white. And you have that moral stain upon you. Or many people mm. view it that way, mm. and just like just like as a Christian, you have to go to church every Sunday to remind yourself of what a sinner you are. When you're white and you're you know, liberal and trying to be, you know, be fully in touch with the history of of racial oppression, 
it's not enough to to learn the history once. You have to learn it over and over again. This is why I read the New York Times every day, and I hardly go a week or two weeks without reading some something about the history of racial oppression in this There's country. I've, I've, I mean, in the past several months, I've read several pieces about the history of lynching. Right, lynching is a decades-old crime. Decades at this point, it doesn't happen anymore, and yet. I read about lynching far more often than I than I read about the homicide problem, right? I think there are broadly there are two kinds of history. There's there's a secular history, which is you know, you you go to your class or you read a history book about World War One, you learn all the facts, learn the opposing perspectives, and then when you're done with it, you're you're done with it. Then there's a religious way of looking at history where it's not enough to learn it. You have to repeat it over and over and over. And I think black history in this country, it's, it's almost squarely in the religious history category at this point. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that, that is connected to white guilt and original sin and yeah, various. That's yeah. interesting too, because I was going to ask you why it was that, uh, that, you know, African-American communities tend to be so connected to their history more than, you know, other uh, racial groups that also have oppressive histories as well. Um, and so you're saying that because it's it's kind of parts of the history, if I have you correct, parts of the history are repeated over and over and over. And this is what people are learning. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think. Um, well, you, you see this. To, to, to an extent in the Jewish community too with the Holocaust, you mm -hmm. know, the, the never forget meme. Um, there's something similar to that and it's it's totally understandable because you know, one should never forget the atrocities mm -hmm. of history. How can you learn from them if you, if you don't if you don't learn about them? But there's a difference between learning a piece of history and absorbing its implications for the present and reiterating it ad nauseum just as a mechanism of, of, of prodding white people and keeping them as guilty as possible, keeping them remembering, keeping, keeping you know, Emmett Till's corpse right in the front, front view of, of every conversation, metaphorically speaking. Well, there you go. I mean, what about, what about the names that I just read off that... Uh that uh i mean you you the black community according to michelle carroll as she's interviewing him wants to talk about the uh wants to talk about how they're so in tune with their with their history uh i i just failed to find anybody talking about these black leaders that i just read off you know i mean james armistead what about what about him I mean, you, these people are coming up with as much stuff <laughs> as they can to do. Uh, you, you know, Prince Whipple, Wentworth Cheswell, Salem Poor, Crispus Attucks, no, Peter they, Salem. I mean, what about their history? Nope. They, don't want, they, they weren't oppressed enough. They, they don't. They, <laughs> I mean, We're, uh, if you're in tune with history, then be in tune with history. They, 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 uh, but you're supposed to be guilty and feel bad about what your ancestors did? 
Yeah, but 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 you're talking about a small minority of the ancestors yeah. in this country who did those things. Yeah. Right? You're, but you should be you should feel guilty. Well, we should. Yeah. But 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 I don't. But, and I say that because I'm responsible for me and I feel guilty for my own stuff. That's one thing, but Right, for and, anybody and the critical else, race no. theory that wants to make sure you go back into yeah. a segregation, no, makes not. you go back into a separatist idea, makes you want to go back into into uh, you know a separation of races where where what? So in other words, in order in order to uh, atone for the sin of slavery of the past, they want to put you into a mental slavery today. So to atone for yesterday's oppression, we must oppress another people group today in order to deal with it. See, the circle yeah. of history goes full, full all the way around. It runs a full cycle. So we have, to, we have to get over the old oppression by oppressing a new people. And that's exactly, because again, this has never, I've said this for 25 years. These folks, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's third wave feminism. I don't care if it is LGBTQ. I don't care if it is BLM. I don't care who, which group it is. Once you idealize and idolize a certain ideology, once, once you start to put that out there, they don't want equality. They want control. And once they get control, remember what I said a minute ago, where people are, it's going to be screwed up. Yeah. Because the tendency of people is to always try to oppress the people below them. Right? That's what they do. And that's, within our, do. that's with our, within our own cultures, within our own race, within our own thing. Take anybody else outside of your own race. We tend to, as human beings, we want to keep whoever's down, down, whether they're the same race or not. And, and that's by you nature. Know, you know, you take that. That was filmed in 2018. I guarantee you I could go through there, whether it was the equipment they were filming it with, the microphones, the cameras, or just the furniture in the room. And I could show you a lot of things that were, quote, made in China. Made in China, right? The cell phone, whatever. Yeah. Made in China. You know who made it? Slaves. Yes. And slave labor in China today, 21st century. That was filmed in 2018. It's still happening in 2021. Still happening. But are we? Are we? But yet we're we're still allowing China in into our in, into our lives. Why? So we could save a little bit of money. So we can have a higher profit margin. So we could sell our wares. So we can have the NBA. So we can have Nike. So we can have Apple. So we can have Disney. So we can have all of these multinational corporations. I mean, it's it's insanity. And we keep kissing the ass of China, who are enslaving people. We don't care about slavery. We care about getting up on top of everybody else. Exactly. And oppressing the ones below us. That's what they care about. It's, it's not about, oh, yeah, you don't. That dude talking right there, coming up with the craziness out of his mouth and his brain, he doesn't give one rat's ass about black Americans of history. He doesn't. He cares about right now, today. That's what he cares about. And how am I going to get mines? Yep. That's what, that's the whole deal. And that is the mentality of all people. Lord have mercy. That's a mouthful. We'll be right back. Well, if everybody could just be cool like me and you, Steve, we wouldn't have any problems. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just yeah. live and let live, right? Got to break the show. Not made in China. Not made in China. That paint was probably made in China. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I had probably oppressed somebody. It's probably lead paint. Shit. Glenn Beck oppresses people. Uh, Think? Ah, nah. Glenn's a oh. sweetheart. Yeah. Stuber Gear, on the other hand. That guy. You got to watch that cat. My best bud here at the Blaze. <laughs> I saw him walk right past you. Yeah. 
<laughs> do, you, do you heard him say hi bye did he say in the hi? same sentence hi bye hi bye yeah they've been killing it this week filling in for glenn man uh, he and pat, yeah, him and pat. i listened to him all this morning uh they've been they've been killing it it's a lot of fun stewing it's like they don't even need glenn anymore do they i mean uh Stu and pat no they i mean glenn who anyway. yeah uh, shop.blazemedia.com is where you can get this. While you're over there, head on over to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Get $10 off your annual subscription to The Blaze. Uh, you know who's been impressing the ever-living piss out of me uh, is Wilkow's latest episodes. The research going into uh, Andrew Wilkow's stuff is incredible. And welcome, uh, Uncle Jimmy, and of course, the brand new host, uh, Jason Whitlock, who came over from ESPN. Their new show launches this week. Make sure you check them out. Jason Whitlock will blow your mind. They also happen to be black. Ha! Oh. Ain't that something? I saw their set. Uh, I saw the set over there. Solid, Looking dude. good. Anyway, check us out. Watchchat.com is where the fun stuff is. And we will talk to you tomorrow. We'll get off the rails on a Thursday. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.